Hi, I'm your host, Susan Nay. Welcome to the podcast series, HR Inside Out. It's a series designed to help you demystify HR and the human resource processes. We're going to talk about people management and get the goods on and see how all this stuff works. You're going to hear from everyday heroes and get their perspectives as we touch on a wide variety of topics, topics that impact us in our work and in our work environments. You'll find nuggets for your treasure chest of learning. Hopefully you'll discover insights for your personal and your professional growth. I'm glad you're here. I suspect it's because you want to be the very best version of yourself, your personal best, and that you get understanding these systems and processes will help you on your journey, on your path. You ready to dare to soar? Want to join me at flight school? Let's do this. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, welcome to the podcast series, HR Inside Out, demystifying HR and people management. I'm your host, Susan Nay. And I'd like to extend a very warm welcome to Barb Ashcroft, coming to us today from Qualicum Beach, Vancouver Island, British Columbia. Oh, it's welcome. great to be here. Thank you, Susan. Oh, thank you so much for saying yes. So a little bit about you and what you do before we, we start into drilling, drilling deep into um, what you do. Um, Barb is a mentor, an encourager, and a thought changer. Now, I had this confirmed when speaking with one of her colleagues in the Nanaimo Women's Business Network, and it's certainly been my experience with her. On the journey of your life, Barb can help with the mid-course correction to multiply the chances for improvement in all areas of your life, whether that be personal, physical, or your career. She's always looking for individuals with a desire to grow, to change their current normal. She asks, are you ready for some self-development and confidence building? Now, Barb had her own reasons to find wellness. Early in her career, after a myriad of surgeries and serious health challenges, she was worried that she wouldn't be able to raise her small children. Very fortunately, she loves to learn. And it is said that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. She was led to explore about natural health. And combined with a lifelong discovery and application of personal development, they helped her reclaim her health, her joy, her sense of purpose, peace in relationships, and pride in her accomplishments. And over 35 years ago, she was introduced to an amazing product line called RBC Life Sciences, now a brand under the HWH World Marketplace, that are top-notch health and nutrition supplements. Combined with the years of training in different wellness modalities, Barb has helped many people solve their health issues, and in many cases, as a life-changing experience. As Barb says, your mind is your biggest barrier to an optimum life, and yes, I'm going to ask her about that a little later on. Through programs, events, and workshops, she helps her clients unearth what might be holding them back from a more fulfilled, vibrant, and healthy life. As a natural leader, she has learned a great deal about mindset, attitude, and positive thinking. With the desire to raise people up to their full potential, she helps shifts people's belief in themselves. 
she asks, are you ready to lose those frustrations and those fears? I say yes to that. <laughs> That's great. Barb, this is going to be very, very interesting and exciting. I'm going to take us first to your training in the different wellness modalities. Now, you share on your website that for several decades, you had what you called a magical vocation that allowed you to see the miraculous body at work. You worked as a live blood cell analyst, or LBA, to help shine some light on what was happening in the body through dark field microscopy, under the microscope, and then projected onto the monitor for the client to see what their body chemistry looked like real time. I love this. For your lectures, you created videos of the white cells going into high speed to the soundtrack of Jaws <laughs> as they encountered foreign bodies that needed annihilation, annihilation. I can only imagine, I can't even pronounce the word, so I can only imagine how scared they were. <laughs> now you note that our immune system should know that there's a problem. It reads a telltale fingerprint of proteins on the surface of cells so it can tell the difference between our own cells and what shouldn't be there. It's fascinating. And that we need, we're, we're, we should be grateful that we don't have to orchestrate any of this. It doesn't rely on our directions other than the diligence of self-care. And this is the important piece, our diligence with self-care. Now, in an article on your website, you did insert a doctor's TEDx talk video that you say effectively explains this well beyond our, our reading and seeing. And the video shows how the body sees and communicates to set off alarms. And that glycobiology, oh, I did a better job pronouncing that one, and communication is one of the top 10 emerging sciences entering even into our mainstream medicine. And I have added this as a resource um, on the show notes page. Please tell us more about all of this. Well, thank you, Susan. Yes, it is. Uh, I'm still excited about it. After all of these years, it, it still excites me just to see how magnificently we are made. And we keep discovering so much more. That's what entices me because I've now been in wellness for 40 years. And this cell-to-cell -cell communication is so key. Uh, it's so key to our whole system, but I really like to keep things simple. And thank you for referring to that TED Talk video mm -hmm. that's on my blog post, because that is a powerful, powerful explanation with all the visuals and the credentials go with it, right? But what I like to do is simplify the whole process and just share, you know, as far as being healthy and keeping ourselves healthy, it can be as simple as the good stuff in, you know, taking mm -hmm. in good stuff, the yeah. absorbable, concentrated, superfood nutrition, big on the absorbable part, mm -hmm. and also then the BS out, which stands for bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, the toxins, the metabolites. And then also, science is going at rapid pace. I am really 
loving the, the process of how we can support our own stem cell production. And that is your repair system. So we can keep that, you know, in good order. So when you talk about absorbable, is that just a matter of chewing our food better? Or is it a choice of the foods that we ingest? Can you tell us a little bit more about what absorbable means? Well, with the number of decades I've had in nutrition, you'll find that, well, I, I did lots of testing on different supplements uh, over the years. And one thing I found was that some supplements that were uh, a good multivitamin were just put in water and 20 days later, they still hadn't broken down. Oh, goodness. And, and people that were, had the wonderful job of looking after, you know, all the porta potties that are out there, when they would clean them, they would find endless, undigested. <laughs> okay, okay. We won't go to the stool watchers <laughs> club. We'll, we'll bypass that. But, but food has changed since our grandma's day. You know, we just don't walk out the back door. At least we, it's difficult, more difficult to walk out the back door and pick your, your food right before mm. you eat it. So, that and just the depletion of enzymes is just really important to, to supplement, but also to have really good supplementation. Like for me, I only have capsulized powders and liquids. I don't have any tablets okay. for, for my intake personally. So okay, okay. A little spin off there. Okay, and I've got other questions later on in the podcast. We'll probably get a little bit deeper into uh, some of this. Thank you. So tell us a little bit more about how you've taken your knowledge from your career work and combined it with your quest for helping others change their lives with hope, health, and humor. I love the humor part. I love all of it, actually, mm -hmm. uh, to get where you are in your practice today. Well, how I built my, my practice initially was, of course, with... Uh, with consulting, I worked across Western Canada doing consulting with the live blood analysis and iridology. I'm also an herbalist and applied kinesiologist. So oh, wow. I, I, I had all of that, but how I, but I would do those lectures and yes, the soundtrack to Jaws was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> when, when the white cell is going to gobble up something that's not supposed to be there. But with all of the changes with not even COVID, just how the marketplace changes, how I've done that is I've taken the decades of internalized education, especially through my thousands of clients mm -hmm. that I've seen what worked and what didn't work. And I morph that into educational blog posts and newsletters and workshops. What, but here's the, here's the funny part is when I got started, um, you know, valid information was scarce. You know, it was 
it yes. was really hard to find information. Um, in fact, even myself, how I got into wellness was, uh, you know, I had the mentality that, okay, this is, this body is just simply, you know, needs to go in to the doctor for the lube oil filter change, which was another surgery in many cases, and then out. But nobody educated you on how mm. to use this body or how to treat it, really, you know. But but now we have this other challenge, and that's Dr. Google yes. has conflicting information on everything. So my aim is just focused on simple, sound solutions without the fads. I've never been drawn to fad products and without the hype. Okay. So it's just, again, um, and of course, for all of us now, the immune system, the support, and the self-communication is really very key these days. I, I didn't take a look at that uh, doctor's TEDx talk, but you encouraged me to uh, take the time to go and take a look at that. Um, yeah, just, you're right, there is a lot of really good information on the internet, but it can also get us in trouble. You have to have your BF meter really fine-tuned. <laughs> or at least to be able to have some people to, to validate what's going on. I'm going to ask you about the product line, but before, you know, you mentioned that you have worked as a consultant, you've had thousands of, of individuals that you've worked with. For the entrepreneurial individuals who are our listeners, any tips, lessons about making the transition from employment to working for yourself? Just some real simple ones, I think, is that you probably wouldn't believe it now, but my husband did marry a very shy girl. <laughs> I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> And uh, he, he often comments, but, <laughs> but a strong why is the biggest thing. Like, oh. like for me, uh, and you, you may have read in my, in my book um, how I got started. And that was, I was a corporate banker, actually. Loved it. I always went, growing up, I wanted to be Girl Friday. I wanted to be all those, you know, uh, you know just operating with precision every which way. But my uh, supervisor, who had tenure with the bank, uh, was a very advanced alcoholic. So what happened if I wasn't covering up for her, then I would get a poor performance review. And for me, I was not going to enable someone that was part of my training that I wasn't going to enable someone else. And so my strong why was I wanted to be paid what I was worth, not how someone else deemed me to be. That's and a good so, why. So that was the rusty nail that I was sitting on, you mm -hmm. know, and bless her, you know. She was the catalyst for me to say, enough is enough. I'm, I'm, you know, doing something that I feel drawn to do. And uh, yay, she's found sobriety. She has a successful life, oh, but, good to hear which, that. Is, which is wonderful. But I, you know, there is one of those negatives that got flipped around to being my prompt 
to become an entrepreneur. And just for the folks out there, you know, you know, seeing the need is so crucial. If you are are have any tendency to think that you might be able to help is key. And then this is the biggest thing that helped cement me was when I started, I signed a contract with myself for one year. I would not say yes or no until I had walked that walk for a year. And wow, I'm, if I hadn't done that, I would have been pulling the plug many, oh, many, many times. But I, you know, I really uh, adhered to that contract. And now, you know, 40 years later, it's been profound for me. But yes, uh, we certainly do need to commit. Uh, my husband and I toured the Kennedy Space Center way back. And, and this is emblazoned on my brain. <laughs> As we were there and they were getting ready to launch, and this must have been 50 foot sign started flashing, and it was commit, 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 <laughs> flashing like sirens. And I thought, that's that's the big key a sign, <laughs> a, a sign, sign for Barb, <laughs> <laughs> and it's still there, flashing on my brain. Commit. <laughs> oh, I love it. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for sharing those. Those are great. Now, as part of your research, you did discover what you describe as an amazing product line called RBC Life Sciences. And you've talked a little bit about um, making the choice to use supplements that are capsules and with, with graphic detail. Thank heavens, not too much graphic detail about how the reality of some supplements really don't absorb into the body and just come right through. Can you tell us more about these particular health and nutrition supplements and, and why they're so amazing? Well, RBC Life is now, like you had shared, a brand. Uh, it goes back decades. They were actually uh, a legacy company and the name change there's been about four name changes along the way but they are a legacy company that were the first to bring the science of aloe vera to the marketplace okay. there's a company that did the 23 million dollars research so it's approved for cancer for animals and all sorts of things and they're also the company that uh, brought spirulina in the 70s uh, to the marketplace as as a food source and so that that's just two of the things but the reason i think more than anything is just while i was touring i was had a lot of different clients and in one particular town I went to, and the lady that prompted me to come and lecture and do consults um, worked with a very well-known health food store. So these people were paying lots of money, good money for good brands, uh, and they would come to me, but I saw the deficiency of the same nutrients in their blood work. And so then when they 
revise their protocols to what I was recommending in 30, 60 days, their program, you know, their whole baseline was encouraged. And so, so it was just mostly after all of these different clients I kept, I mean, this is my hub. There's still, there's some good products out there. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you have to run to have a sense of love live blood analysis just to see what they're working you should be able to read the signs of the body whether yeah. how you're responding but it was just that that's what really riveted to me because I had a lot of other knew a lot of other practitioners that were using it yeah. as a brand so that was the, that was the that was the most important thing and of course I have you know my own personal story regarding you know a tremor uh, my dad had uh, a pre-Parkinson's tremor and I started developing that even though I had been on good nutrition but then once I was exposed to the stem cell nutrition that's that's when in a matter of months, my tremor was gone. And previous to that, it was like uh, trying to use the Canada arm to extract, you know, a whisker from your chin. It was, <laughs> it was, it was not going to happen. <laughs> and so, anyways, uh, that that really made me start realizing because so many people buy into that old oh, age-related disease you're going to end up with this itis and that and, and I'm so bold now in my stance that I really don't feel we have age-related challenges but I do feel we have stem cell deficiency challenges when our own repair system our own ATM of stem cell just isn't stopped and at age 30 that's when that slippery slope starts where we start losing the numbers of stem cells to do the repair so uh i just i just am blessed that i've seen so many people but i just why i'm still doing what i'm doing is because i want to encourage people to start early and stay consistent yeah. Because if they've got that good supply, the good stuff in, and and having the absorption and the health, the circulation and everything, then they've got a chance to be able to have a more vibrant, vital senior. Yeah. Kind, kind of like that, uh, going back to the finances, putting small amounts of money away for many, many years, mm -hmm. you know, it, it compounds upon itself. And it sounds as though, you know, taking earlier care of our health um, then stops stops that aging process from accelerating. And, and also, like and of course, well, and you and I both know thirty year olds that think that they're invincible, right? We <laughs> so, were, we, yeah, we, we did, we were, we did, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So pretty, pretty, it's, pretty so typical, it's, yeah. So that that's why I'm encouraged to stay in the game and to take what I've learned and share. Hey. Here's some simple steps you can take and just help vaccinate your body while you're still, you know, vertical. Yeah. So. I, I love that. Um, and I certainly know some 30 year olds that are starting to have health challenges 
-hmm. you know, and we read that the nutrition in our food is actually, you know, diminishing. Yeah. So no surprise that earlier people are starting to feel the aches and pains that, you know, typically um, didn't present until older. So, and I love the story and I love, you know, you know, because of the work you do, the impact that those supplements are actually having. So thank you for sharing um, because there's a lot of good stuff on the market. There's a lot of bad stuff on the market too, uh, but you have the scientific background to, to take a look. I'm going to go to that um, question that you ask or the statement, I guess, I guess that you, you made, and I've got the question. Your mind is your biggest barrier to an optimum life. What is this about from your perspective? It goes back to um, what you focus on expands. And okay. everything, every solitary thing begins as a thought. So our RAS, our reticular activating system, which is what grabs what we're, what we're focused on and amplifies that, uh, it's it's really key to be present and mindful because we really need to weed that thought garden often. And we need to find and share with each other tools that remove doubt. Because the more you focus on those things, the more energy they get and it becomes, you know, a cascading mess. <laughs> and so that's part and parcel how wellness, like I know there were some people that uh, were, you know, that I saw over those decades as a practitioner, but they didn't want to get well because oh, that's, that's how they got attention from their husband. Etc. And so we are an experiment of one. So we need to own our self care. We need to own what our body is saying to us and interpret that. And my my best medical doctor was one that we agreed we were partners in finding out what was going on with me, especially after 13 surgeries. I mean, there's a lot of missing parts. Wow. <laughs> so, so um, but it's just so key that we don't forget that aspect of our health, which is, is our thought life. Because that's where everything begins. Thank you. You're also the author, I'm going to take us to a different area of your expertise, of when your bucket list springs a leak, do-overs, undos, and life preservers, when travel, business, and life don't go as expected. And of course, I think most people's doesn't quite go <laughs> as expected. It is a, just a delightful read, lots of fun. Over to you to share more, please. Well, that, that was just uh, an experience and a half, that whole concept. People had been asking me on my team, 
uh, they had been asking, how do you stay in business so long with all the ups and all the downs? And how, how can you handle all the pressure of, of, of all of this, right? And, and I hadn't thought around to writing the book that I wanted to write. So we had this bucket list trip to Australia, New Zealand. And even before we left, as, as I know you've read the book, thank you. Uh, it started with calamities. Well, about 10 days in, it sort of hit me with a V8, you know, smack in the forehead moment, you know, like this, this is not what this trip is all about. This trip is an inside job. And I've got to put into practice what I've been teaching, what I've been learning all about mindset. Uh, and so the book ended up, I started keeping notes at that point and going back. And so by the time we were finished with the myriad of <laughs> calamities that went on board, uh, it became 12 lessons on bounce back ability. And that's exactly how it was. The, and here's, here's the funny part, Susan, as I got back, and I love, you know, synchronicity, how things come together. But I opened my email after being gone for some time. And within the first day, there's this email from a lady that I've been conversing with. And she was starting a course, and it was called Get Off Your Ass and Write Your Book in 30 Days. <laughs> wow. And so anyways, I already had... The note that took more than 30 days. Yeah. As, as an author, you know it takes more than 30 days. Yes. But, but what was powerful was it really truly was an inside job that got revealed to me. Uh, and so um, I, I love that. In fact, um, because it's all on life preservers, when I'm doing trade shows or any showcases like that or lectures, I would always staple an individual lifesaver onto my, you know, my card so that I'd be handing out to everybody. Oh, I love it. <laughs> well, it's, it's a phenomenal read. It's a lot of fun and it's available on Amazon. And in the overview that you did of, of your book, you mentioned that you were mentored by and under a number of well-known leaders, um, Zig Ziglar, uh, Tony Robbins, uh, a few that, that I'm not familiar with, happiness expert Sean Acor. Is that how you pronounce it? That's right, Sean Acor, um, yes. What would you say was your most profound learning from these experts? Well, I was summing this up thinking, because I, I lead an enchanted life. The fact that I was able to meet and be mentored in person from Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar, who are thought leaders, philosophers of our time, who and they're gone now, right? They're they're not here anymore. Les Brown and and Michael Ogier and all these ones. Uh, what came across to me was the impact that you're on a train track. And you're either going forward or you're slipping backward. There, there is no still. 
So you really need to be a lifelong learner. You need to be continually expanding what you know and applying that to your life. And these ones, of course, were, were the, they were the best um, leaders of doubt and that kind of negativity that springs in and interferes. So they mm -hmm. were great mentors in that way. But the, the key was to be a lifelong learner. That is so important and something that I've certainly embraced and, and encourage. I'm going to take us to some of what you offer. Um, and my understanding is that you're currently, what that looks like is a workshop called Uncover What Fulfills You. And it's, I think it's, um, well, let me just give it a shot here and please correct me if I, if I'm misunderstanding <laughs> what it's about. Uh, designed for individuals who want to perform it in life at their peak level and also have a measuring stick to assess if future endeavors or opportunities are a fit for them in advance. I love that. I want to hear more on that one. You share that this can create the ultimate goal, which is joy, and that it is perfect for those at a key junction in their life, as well as younger people starting out. The workshop's based on Michael Lossier's book. Lossier, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Your life's purpose. Now, you personally attended Michael's first workshop even before his book was released and admired how he always had a gift of sharing the how to's, which were simple, methodical steps for the law of attraction, the law of connection. And I found interesting that you said that you felt you knew 100% what your life purpose was prior to the workshop. And at the end of just a few hours of his one on one teaching, you tossed out your concept, like out the window, what happened? This must have been incredibly powerful. Well, I was just simply going. Um, Michael Loger has written The Law of Attraction. He was also a guest uh, moderator on Oprah uh, with The Law of Attraction, uh, his workbook on how to apply these things. But he was coming out with this new book, <clears throat> which was Your Life's Purpose. And so I honestly felt I knew not even 100%, I knew 110% what my purpose was. But I was just going for community, for connection, to, to learn some more, lifelong learner. And so I sat there for, I think it was about two hour workshop that was hands on. And it was so amazing that I, I didn't throw out all that I knew, but I had some surprises that really totally made so much sense. Uh, I phoned Michael the next day and said, Michael, if, if myself, if me, thinking 110% can have this epiphany, I have to teach this because this is, in, this is really crucial for people to be able to uh, have a simple, practical way to pinpoint 
direction, but based on their own life's experiences, good and bad. And what's so amazing is the thing that came up for me that I didn't know was fairness. And he, the, the process leads you through past careers, what you like best, what you like least, etc. And of course, my whole banking thing with the supervisor came up with, you know, what was missing? Well, fairness was missing. And so, and then as I went through the whole process, because you start with 30 fulfillment needs and you play survivor and you bring it down to your top four that make the most difference for you. And for many people, they'll think, well, my life purpose is to, uh, to be an artist. Uh, is that really it? Or is it being creative? That wow. is the, the process. It, it, what brings you the joy? Uh, and same with teaching. Is it teaching or is it making a difference? You know, that keeps you wanting to teach, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, so for me, that whole fairness came out of nowhere and then I realized when I'd go to networking events it would be Barb the little Gestapo in the circle table as people are taking more time than they're supposed <laughs> to be and I'd be going excuse me but we only have two minutes each so mm -hmm. can you save that till the end because I wanted fairness for everybody yeah, yeah. and it crept into all these different corners but then once my business partners knew what my fulfillment needs were, then I could uh, sort of cage a conversation when we weren't thinking the same way, saying, well, you know my fulfillment need is fairness, so I'm coming from that aspect. What do you think of? And so it would frame the okay. conversation so that uh, it just lessens so much uh, what's the word um, well, angst angst yeah, it angst, didn't need yeah. to be there yeah exactly and so it just made so much sense uh, you know how that applied and then of course I've gone on and been hired by schools for their pro D days for their yep. teachers and that is powerful when you see a team of people finding out what makes each other individual percolate and then having that mindful of communication within the staff just, yeah. you know, is they, you know, just go through the room. And the, con the common language for the group. Yeah. So, so assessing if future endeavors or opportunities are a fit for them. That would be part of that that narrowing down and that clarity and that deeper dive yes. into, like you say, kindness for you, right. or fairness. Fairness. So, yeah. so this happened with my grandson when he graduated from high school. He was over for a visit, so I sat him and his dad down for me to do this in person. And I knew he wouldn't do it with his dad, so his dad was hogtied to it too, but. Anyways, he he went, you know, we found out, you know, 
his top for fulfillment. He, he took all the notes with him, so I didn't have anything with me. And he got into a career with making good money, etc. And then uh, earlier this spring, he he was going to go, he was away, and he was said, I'm not going to do that anymore. And we're all thinking, you know, here's the grandma that's, oh, he had such a good paying, you know, good paying job, a yeah, yeah. job. Oh, anyways, when I was in touch with him, he said, but grandma, none of my top four fulfillment needs were being met. Wow. <laughs> and I was just, how to shut up grandma. <laughs> it was like, um, yes, okay, well, how is this? And he had put so much thought into how each component of what he felt he needed for a happy life uh, so just, I mean, so there's, there's one example. From oh, that's a, you know, wonderful. Yeah, oh, so. <laughs> oh, my, my heart is warm. <laughs> now, when my next question was going to be, you know, you simply had to teach this. And I think that um, you have shared the why that, that, that about the clarity for you and also that you had to incorporate this into the work that you were doing. Anything more that you want to add to that just, aspect of and I guess I just want to give kudos to Michael Logier for what he's done. His his talent is to take a philosophy and to break it down into steps. It's not reading, it's not watching, it's doing. And so he has an easy to follow process. And so that's what we continue to use. And it just is simple that anybody could do. And it's not something you have to do every year or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's just something that uh, is easy to do. So that's why I continue to incorporate that. And now, of course, with COVID, et cetera, what we've done is we have taken that and, and we now call it finding renewed purpose. Okay. Because of all of the downsizing, outsizing, and, and people yep. were just don't know what do I mm -hmm. do, where do I go? And so it has a new purpose, a new need to be able to help those folks as well. And you're, you're now offering that um, online as well? Yes. And people yes, would be, and I, I will put Barb's contact information on the show notes page. Um, I'm just thinking that in the resource section, we should also be adding Michael's book. Mm, yeah, yeah uh, mm -hmm. I haven't thought to do that. So let me look that up and make sure that sure. that's in the resources section as well. So you talked about your work being particularly important at what you called a key junction in one's life. What are you finding your clients presenting typically as, as those key junctions? Um, and, and how do you help with the work that you're doing? I think, I've, I think you've probably answered. Is there, is there more? Um, oh, well, I think um, I did share about teams. I, I did share about all the different junctures that people have but also what's interesting for me right now is i'm working with relationship coaches okay because how this helps with communication so uh i think for marriages um as well as 
just teens in, in particular. Yeah. But um, those are, you know, some of the aspects. And I, I find it interesting, like you had uh, mentioned to me, you know, where are clients, you know, presenting with their key junctions? And I, I thought of this and I thought, you know, we start out, we go through elementary school, we get to be the senior. Okay, then we're kicked out to be, you know, <laughs> high school. And then we go through the ranks, become the senior, and then we're kicked out, you know, or, you know, we yeah. graduate. And then university or first job or whatever. And there's always those key junctions throughout our whole life, right up to retirement. And so I was asked to be a, a speaker out of a group for Toronto for people who were really challenged with how do you retire successfully? Mm. And so again, if you know what your top four fulfillment needs are, then you can work towards that. And what I love doing is helping people with strategies to be able to maneuver so through those things really at, at any point in our life and certainly i'm well aware of lots of people who are retiring and going oh what next mm -hmm. so if if people haven't been through this deep dive now might be a good time to do it mm -hmm. just taking all of that experience and having fun with it you know i mm -hmm. love i for me i call it coloring outside the lines finally mm -hmm. um, but whatever whatever it is for other people well, and we're all in our own little bubble, I guess you'd call. Like for me, I've been in wellness for so long, but that still does not, the, the mind still does not negate that I'm not drawn to exercise. I'm a thinker. I'm a dreamer. I'm a writer. I'm a, you know, I, I love nothing better to just don't take away my paper and pen, you know, <laughs> but, you know, exercising for the joy of it is just not something I do. But my other fulfillment needs are community, connection, accomplishment. So I signed up for a ladies' gym. I don't go to exercise. I do exercise, but I don't go there for that. But what I do is I get connection, I get community, oh. I get accomplishment. So that's a strategy. What can you yes. do? That may, you know, you you have to do some things that you don't necessarily enjoy. Yeah. But you can find strategies of how to incorporate that into your life. So around your fulfillment needs that make a difference. And of course, you know, I get all the benefits of exercise, yeah. Yeah. but that's that's not why I'm going. So I, I would get, in the past, I'd have a personal trainer come to my house, we'd go through, I'd be happy, happy, and then they'd leave, there's only me, so yes. being motivated to persevere or be consistent was yeah. not. The other needs weren't being met. Oh, I love it, and fabulous example. I'm going to go to one of your blogs. This one was titled if you could speak to your younger self and you note that your mother-in-law shouted out to you, is this all there is? Is this always scrimped and saved all those years for? 
she was in a care home at the time and you you shared that that shout still haunts and motivates you so many years later and it's become a big part of your why uh, why your desire to share your 40 years of study and successes to help people avoid that same kind of realization at the end of their journey my question was is it working before we got into this podcast <laughs> obviously it is um, and I was going to say, are you finding the satisfaction in the work that you are now doing? And just in the stories that you've shared, um, that is just so obvious and really a testimony to you incorporating that ongoing learning and taking all of the very, very best of your experience and training and taking it, moving it forward and paying it forward. But any, any, any other little thoughts on that? Well, I, I, that takes me right back. I'm, my husband and I are walking my mother-in-law down the hall with her walker in Lynn Valley Lodge. And she has a lucid moment with her all summer. And realizing, you know, where she was. And she had scrimped and saved all her life. And here she was, and just saying, wow, is this all I get? Is this all there is? And it just prompted me in an almost guttural way of why I'm still actively creating at 73, mm -hmm. why I'm still dreaming, why I'm working, and why I'm passionate about self-care and prevention and memory so it's just thinking redeem the time really redeem the time mm -hmm. because it you know call out those best dishes <laughs> for our listeners i'm just closing the window <laughs> between fire <laughs> engines and dogs barking and kids laughing So just cherishing, taking mm -hmm. care of ourselves, cherishing those moments and, and really making sure that we don't get to a point in our life where we look back and regret. And it mm -hmm. sounds as though if this is all there is, she unfortunately um, had regrets and you obviously are not going to have any regrets <laughs> at the time that you're not able to do this anymore. And I think that's just so important. And such wonderful modeling for your well, clients it's, and uh, it's just um it, it was such a penetrating shriek you know uh, to have that kind of uh, and obviously a, a huge pivot for us so yes when we can we holiday <laughs> when when we can we we do what we can but uh, wow, you know, to realize that um, one of the doctors I trained under said, you know, 80% of your money will be spent once you're horizontal. So look after yourself to stay vertical. Because yes. uh, it just makes a yes. world of Yeah, and we're living so much, so much, so many years longer these days that 
-hmm. want to keep as healthy as possible through those years. You also did a blog titled Letting learning to let go of our stories and i hadn't realized that i'd actually inspired mm -hmm. that reflective thinking so thank you for the the kind you sure words did. You sure did. <laughs> about my book and i know our stories certainly get in the way of becoming the best version of ourselves um tips that you can provide from the work that you do to help people move forward from those stories those those ones that definitely hold us back leave those bags at the door. Oh. Uh, they are so heavy, full of rocks and boulders that we continue to drag and drag and drag. And they just simply impede our progress. They wear us out, they wear us down. And, you know, whatever the situation was, and we've certainly like everybody, gone through the highs and lows. But it was just a snapshot. It wasn't the whole story. So commit to what you can control, which is usually our own actions. Commit to you know, the, the process. I was a very, I'm a, Type A in recovery. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted, I, I love a challenge, but I would go after the, the challenge and I expected results, not now, you know. Yeah. And that just became stress. <laughs> yep. So, but by learning to commit to the process, you'll get the results, but just maybe not in your own time. So. Mm -hmm. Wise words. I, um, I'm sorry that I missed it, but you ended up offering gifting to your clients and friends an evening of making bath salts. And I can only imagine how much fun everybody had. And I think you even had gifts for the best decorated and probably all sorts of other categories as well. But Barb, you're the person that I spoke about in, in the podcast that I did on gratitude. Um, you were the individual who was writing personalized thank you notes to all of your clients. And it was as a result of that endeavor that you realized that some of those clients had been with you for many decades, and I'm not surprised. And I just wanted to say thank you in this, op I'm taking this opportunity to say thank you to you modeling this it's huge and it's not something that is often done and it makes a huge difference in talking about gratitude i'm also going to speak to how i met you and that was through the grand connection and networking group and i'm going to put information about the grand connection in the podcast show notes but also through you uh, to the Nanaimo Women's Business Network. And I'll also put this group in the uh, show notes for the, the podcast. Do you want to take a few moments? Because I think the pandemic, um, although there's been lots and lots of negatives, uh, these opportunities for getting to know people from across the world that we wouldn't have otherwise 
has been just quite frankly marvelous. And over to you to talk a little bit about both of these. Well, thank you. It has been uh, totally <clears throat> magical, um, grand connection. Yeah. Wow. What I love about Grand Connection is it's people that truly, that yes, they're business minded, but they, they really come from a giving, sharing, heart-centered uh, place. Um, there, there's just so much giving that happens there. Uh, and I, like any networking group, it's not instant. You don't, you know, find out in 30 seconds of giving an intro <laughs> or even a 30-minute a meetup call. It happens over time where we really get to know and feel, you know, know, like, trust. But there's just such a camaraderie that happens with Grand Connection. I just love them to pieces. They really again, are coming from integrity with what they're striving to do. And they're doing it. They're, they're making it happen. Mm -hmm. uh, the Nanaimo Women's Business Network is where I network locally. And I've been a member of women's networking groups since the 80s. I was a founding member in Vernon. I've been in several other ones on the mainland and here on the island. And they all have their ebbs and flows with mm -hmm. energy coming in and going out and morphing and all of that. But in general, with with these kind of groups, what I what they really shared to me is um, well, it's actually another philosophy I have that I've learned, and that your product and your service is not your product. Your product is the people. That's, and so if we're really going to be good networkers, and maybe it started out because my dad, I think was a nomad, went to 13 schools, so I had to network. <laughs> but, you know, people skills are, and, and it is a skill, and it can be learned, that's way more important than our own product and our own service. Because once we get to understand people and their ways of communicating or what they need or how you can enhance them, that's when things really work well for you. And in fact, that's based on the Vancouver Island group. That's why one of my... Uh, friends, Cornelia Parham and I had started the Law of Attraction Mastermind way back years ago because mm -hmm. we had so many ladies coming from well, not getting any business, but they didn't know how to network. They were uh -huh. they were there for what they thought was the reason. So oh, okay. So so but marvelous to have a local place to go where you can actually go to their shops and their stores and their businesses and, and support and then, each other that way exactly and then yeah. brand connection is this simply brand yeah was it connect <laughs> collaborate and, and collaborate. collaborate yes 
<laughs> and, and they're all of those. I yeah, sure very, are. very much about relationship building. Mm-hmm. And with time, building that trust. And yeah, certainly what I love is that although meeting somebody, you may not want to purchase their product or their service, but you may, because you think, wow, impressed, I'm, I'm impressed, is that you keep them in mind and that it's like, oh, I know someone you need to connect with. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how much uh, that's, that's happened. And look at this. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how we've ended up meeting. And being the hub, you know, going with that mindset of, okay, I'd like to be the hub. Who can mm-hmm. I connect you to? Mm-hmm. It's marvelous. It's a marvelous reframe. Yeah, it's, it's really an abundance mentality that mm-hmm. um, always, I, it just always works. Mm-hmm. Barb, we're, I'm needing to, I'm just looking at the time and thinking we probably should, would, should um, bring the podcast to a close, but any last nuggets or perhaps questions that I haven't thought to, to ask you that you think might help the listeners? Uh, just, just a few little nuggets here. Uh, my slogan is to do well you have to be well. Hmm. So is that body, mind, spirit? What aspect do you need to be weller in? You know? And the main reason for failure is randomness. So that means with anything we do, being sporadic or wishy-washy. But when we are mindful and the big word intentional, magic happens. Just like that commit, like yeah. commit, commit, commit. Well, and, and you're committing to yourself for a year that you were going to stay at and stay diligent. Mm-hmm. So that's basically, hopefully, hopefully the listeners can gain a few nuggets to be able to apply oh, put into their, their Absolutely. Walk. And if you want more, you can talk with Barb herself. Um, All of her contact information will be on the show notes page, including the resources that we've referenced. Um, Thank you, Barb, for being with us today, for being willing to share about your background and and the incredible work that you're doing. I just, I can't believe that you're 73. Holy (laughs) mackerel. And I know that there are decades more uh, that you are going to continue to contribute all of the good stuff that you are are sharing from your background and your constant and ongoing learning. It is time for the two of us to fly and to bring the podcast to a close. We both hope that you found today interesting and uh, helpful and that you've taken away a few of those nuggets. Uh, I will be back again next week. I hope you will join me again as you you dare to soar. We believe you can, right, Barb? We sure do. (laughs) It's Barb and Susan signing out. Uh, Bye for now. Barb, thank you. Thank you. Have a great day, everyone. Bye for now. Well, we've reached our destination for today. Time to lower those wheels and prepare for landing. Thank you for joining me. If I said something that resonated with you, please subscribe to the podcast and to share it with others. It would be awesome if you also took the time to provide a review, whatever your favorite social media sites are. If you have a question or an area that you hope I'll cover in a future session, please send me a note. 
either to my website, www.effectingchangefromwithin.com or to my email, susangene at gmail.com. I look forward to our next time together. In the meantime, soar high. I believe you can. Susan signing off. Thanks again for joining me.